0: Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number
1: 616. Don't take life too seriously because you ain't getting out of it alive. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts.
0: Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Jerry Lane. Jerry, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride?
1: Hey, I've got my helmet on and I'm strapped in under the roll bar. So. All
0: right, cool. Well, I'll try to keep it between the lines and uh, not hit anything today, <laughs> So, but I'm glad you came prepared. Jerry Lane is an automotive artist who's been drawing cars since he was five years old. Since then, he's been creating original automotive drawings for collectors around the world. Jerry has painted full-size murals, color sketches on oil paintings of many different marks and genres, from engine details to collector cars, or race cars, and multi-view works. You'll find Jerry at car events around the country doing what he loves best, drawing and painting cars. And Jerry spent most of his career in the gaming business as a third-generation member of his family, where he often put on car shows at the casinos that he managed. So Jerry, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your career and your passion for automobiles before we get into the questions?
1: Well, um, you know, I've been a car nut since... Way way back, I learned the name, make, and mark of uh, pretty much every automobile on the road by the time I was about two. Uh, <laughs> and uh, quite seriously, I was sort of saying my my parents used to show off to their friends.
0: <laughs> Look, little Jerry knows what kind of car that is. <laughs> oh yeah, I
1: would correct. I would correct people sometimes That's when they would point out something. But yeah, I, I just absolutely fell in love with automobiles at a young age. Uh, there was something about the beauty of the design Mm -hmm. and i always even at a very young age i always thought they were they were works of art that they they just did something when i saw the you know the reflections and the chrome and the style and their sculptures
0: yeah uh, yeah. moving
1: and 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 the the designs just really got to me and i i wanted to do that Uh, i started drawing at an early age uh I kept it up throughout school. I had the opportunity when I was in high school to meet Alex Tremulous, um, the oh, designer yeah. of the Tucker. And, yeah. stuff. and he flew up to Reno to talk with the uh, University of Nevada's, uh, I think it was engineering department, mm-hmm. when I was living up in that area at the time in high school. And he asked that I come over and meet with him. And so my dad and I went over and talked with him after his uh, uh, his speech or seminar that he was having. And he uh, canceled his flight back, sat down, talked with me for a couple of hours, oh my and gosh. offered me a scholarship to the Art Center down in, in uh, Pasadena. Wow. And uh, when I got out of high school, I was about 15 at the time. Mm hmm. So a couple of years later, uh, when I graduated, I went down there and uh, was getting ready to go to school and I could not stand living in Southern Cal at that, that time. <laughs> Just couldn't take it. So uh, I walked away from a scholarship. Oh, wow. wow. And uh, went back to Nevada, stopped and saw one of my uncles who lived in Las Vegas. And he told me, quit drawing pretty little pictures unless I wanted to do it in my free time. And. To go ahead and get in the casino business because I'd grown up in it. And,
0: uh, well, you're third generation. I, I know in our pre show chat, you talked a little bit about your, uh, dad and your grandfather. You I mean your grandfather was involved in the casino business back in the 50s? Well, he had
1: a dealer's school is what he did. He taught me how to deal and taught me to deal at a young age. And then my dad, uh, was one of, with Nevada Gaming Control when they first started. And he investigated organized crime and wrote the famous Black Book. He was the author of that.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Well, it sounds like you went off on a career path for a long, yes. long time, but you've come back to your passion, which mm. is cars and drawing, which is very cool. And I'll tell our listeners, we met during Car Week in Monterey during August and got to see some of Jerry's work and thought, ah, oh, this would be a guy I would like to present to the Cars Yacht listeners out there because I really like what you're doing. So Very cool. We're going to learn a lot more about you as we move through this. But as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or some kind of a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in your life and helping you along with your success. And it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Jerry, take the wheel.
1: Well, mine's a little different than maybe most people's. I Mine's a little tongue-in-cheek, but I take it quite seriously. Okay. Um, I actually was born severely physically handicapped. I wasn't supposed to live past the age of three. And oh then when gosh. I did, I was supposed to spend my life in a wheelchair, and I didn't do that either. Uh-
0: <laughs> you were one defiant little kid.
1: Well, I went on to hike the Sierras and uh wow. race sports cars and you know, do a lot of things I was told I wasn't supposed to do. So yeah. my my mantra for all of these years is don't take life too seriously because you ain't getting out of it alive.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, it's a pretty nice attitude to have for a guy who started off with so many challenges. But, uh, you know, I'm thrilled to hear that uh, you took that attitude and just said, well, you know, live every day to the best it can be. It's really the way all of us should live our lives and I think we all take for granted this thing called life sometimes because we just assume it's gonna keep happening and we all know that things can change in an instant. But when you start off with a challenge like that, oh my gosh. It's
1: uh you know, it, it's the norm for me. I, I sometimes when I'm talking about it to somebody, I I see that look on their face of, you know, oh geez, you know, what happened here? Yeah. But it is um it's just something you, you end up doing when you're born with it. You just right. have to go with it. So, right. Yeah. You just deal yeah. with
0: it and learn to deal with it. And well, wow. Wow. Well, what a start to our talk here. Holy cow. Well, I would like you to share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars. Now you talked about being two years old and correcting adults. I'm sorry. That was a Cadillac. That's not a Chevy. Would <laughs> you tell us a pivotal moment when you can remember when you realized that you were a true blue car guy?
1: Oh, you know, I remember asking my dad to sketch cars for me because he used to do some drawing too. He wasn't an artist, but he, he used to do some little ones. But I really, I think what when it really hit was I was around the same age and we lived down in Las Vegas and he was buying a Cadillac, a black 1953 Cadillac. It was used, but it was beautiful car.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was at the old Cashman Cadillac in Las Vegas. And they had a uh, dealership where they parked cars up on the roof and would drive them down to the lot uh, when they were presenting them oh okay and i was standing down there in the parking lot with holding my dad's hand and he said Oh, well, here comes the car and i looked up and saw this black shiny 53 cadillac with all its glorious chrome
0: <laughs> coming down that
1: <laughs> ramp and then it just that that you know, imagine the size of a two year old. Oh yeah. And, and and that gigantic Cadillac pulled up right in front of my face, the driver's fender just right there (laughs) yeah and i'm staring into this huge hubcap and fender uh, of this car and it was like i couldn't breathe yeah i was just i (laughs) stared at that thing and stared at that thing and just was amazed by it
0: wow you took us there that's for sure and your dad was a brave guy to own a black cadillac in Las vegas oh my god it
1: actually had factory air on it too so well
0: that's good i was just thinking of trying to keep a black car clean in vegas where there's a little bit of dust and dirt and the heat uh and all that but uh yeah it's just me you know so
1: yeah well he did it it was amazing to watch but (laughs) he used to be out there all the time cleaning that yeah
0: i'll bet holy cow well jerry what i want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced along the way in your career or your life my gosh, you, you started off with that talk about when you were f- quite young and had illness and uh, didn't think you were going to survive. That's a story in and of itself, I'm sure. But I'd love for you to share a story. Take us to those painful times and then tell us how you overcame it and what it taught you. Because that's the most important part of any challenge or failure that we faced.
1: Well, um, you know, there was a lot of that I had to go through. I mean, I've lived pretty much every day of my life in pain because of it. Mm. But early on, I used to have a a lot of problems walking because the pain was so bad I couldn't move. And my dad used to tell me stories about how he'd sit up in bed at night listening to me because I would have to use the restroom and I couldn't walk, but I didn't want to, you know, do anything in my bed. So I figured out a way to crawl out of bed and scoot on my rear end backwards into the, down the hallway and into the bathroom and then pull myself up on the toilet.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And then go back. And he would listen to that knowing that as much as he wanted to help me, if he did, I would end up in a wheelchair.
0: Ah, there you go. And so
1: he was helping me to develop that idea of learning limits and, and pushing through a lot of things. And that, that really started uh, a lot of things in my life of, you know, taking on challenges that people said you shouldn't do or couldn't do right. and figuring out a way to, to get it done.
0: I appreciate you sharing a really personal story, but I think that the underlying takeaway for me is an important lesson for parents is those parents who – I remember they taught us this in uh, junior high when we were doing an orientation with my kids, helicopter parents, or even college. These parents that want to swoop in all the time and do everything for their kids and help them with everything, instead of letting them learn how to do it on their own. Your dad was a very wise man, and especially in an extreme condition like that.
1: Uh, Yeah, I've had a couple of uh, things go on with my own kids over the years, and I remembered, and nothing as major as that, but Mm -hmm. I I just kind of remembered going through those things and knowing that you know I'll be there to, to back them up and to be a safety net but there's some things that you know kids just have to kind of figure out on their own yep and um yeah kind of guide them through it but let them do it
0: yeah exactly it's so so important and uh, again wow what a, a spectacular father you had that he could sit there i can't even imagine Being a parent, I remember times when my children were ill and you just uh, you just want to take it away from them and put it on yourself (laughs) so bad, but you can't. Wow, what a story. Well, thank you again for sharing that. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's one of those times when you found a new path, a new direction that was very successful for you. And tell us how you turned that aha moment into your success.
1: Well – you know, since I've had um, a multifaceted career life, I would say involved in a lot of different things um, through the casino industry and also through my art mm-hmm. and my writing. Um, but, you know, as far as that aha moment, as I said, you know, when I left the, the scholarship and stopped and saw my uncle and he was the one that had the discussion with me and, yeah. and, uh, you know, just, just told me, uh at that time, he said, you know, you know more than most of the people who are running casinos because you grew up in them and you right. should go do it. And I, you know, being the smart Alec teenager, I said, yeah, but I'm not 21. <laughs> uh, and he he was... He was this little guy, and he, he literally smacked me upside the head. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> and he said, you think I'm that stupid? He said, just go get a job Yeah, uh, doing something. Get your foot in the door. Be a dishwasher, busboy, something, and, and do it. No time you'll be running them.
0: Yeah. So
1: that was sort of an aha moment. I went back up to uh, Lake Tahoe, went to work for Harvey's Hotel up there at the lake and was okay. a dishwasher. And by the time I was about 23, I was one of the youngest casino uh, managers in the state of Nevada. Wow. So, yeah, it worked really, really well for me. Uh, uh, and it was an aha moment of, you know, you've got to, you know, use what you got and, and do something with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Wow. <laughs> cool story. Well, how about a proudest career moment? Is there one that stands out for you that you'd like to share today? Uh, <laughs>
1: you know what? Um I've had a lot and, and, and more than anybody has a right to have in their life. Uh, (laughs) I, I really have. I've uh, taught one, uh, single mother once, uh, who was like 21, had a young child. Uh, she was broke, living in her parents' basement. And I taught her to deal blackjack. She got a job. She started, she got her own place. Within a year, she was dealing at the Bellagio in Vegas, making ungodly amounts of money. Hmm. And she put herself through dental school. She's now a dentist in Las oh, Vegas. Wow. wow. Um,
0: <laughs> you know, there's nothing better we can do than help people help themselves. So it sounds like that lesson you learned from your dad trickled through your genetics. <laughs> <laughs> And help that help that young lady be able to help herself, versus giving her a handout. Give her a hand and yeah. help her help herself. You know, I mean, what a great story!
1: But I got to say, the proudest moment I had, and it is, it is, again, may sound a little funny, but many years ago, I worked for Bill Harris, Harris in Reno. Oh, okay. I was, a, I was a blackjack dealer there. He had
0: a few cars.
1: Uh, yeah, I used to go out to his <laughs> car collection and sketch a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. cool. Uh, I actually knew him very well back then. And back even before I went to work for him. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was a, I was a dealer there and I transferred shifts. I went from swing shift to graveyard shift late at night and started working that. And there was a young lady that worked there at the time. And after I'd been there about a week or so, she asked me out.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs>
1: And yeah, it was a whole group thing where the, the crew was going to go up to Lake Tahoe for uh, dinner and stuff on a boat that goes up there called the, the Dixie, I think mm-hmm. it's called. And I said yes. Well, we've been married now 38 years.
0: <laughs> I was hoping that's where this story was going. And uh, <laughs>
1: last year, this wonderful woman was uh, very brave and very nice and gave me a new kidney when I needed a kidney transplant. She was a perfect oh, match. Oh,
0: my gosh.
1: Well, you know what? That stands out as saying yes to that gal who was another blackjack dealer was probably the smartest <laughs> yeah. decision I ever made in my life. <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh. Well, that is the first of that kind of story here on Cars. Yeah, what an amazing story. You know, say yes to things. You never know where they might lead. And oh my gosh, she ends up saving your life! Wow, wow. more ways
1: than one. More ways <laughs> than one. I actually had a history of having to go into the hospital more than once, and she was there each time. So, uh, that yeah. was related to the birth effect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Plus, she gave me some wonderful children. And uh, yeah,
0: thirty-eight year well, old congratulations, thirty-eight years! Wow. Well, okay. thank. What a wonderful story. Another one. Thank you for sharing that one. Let's have a little bit of fun here and go back in time. I'd love for you to share your first really special car and maybe a memory you have with that vehicle.
1: Oh, my first special car. Uh, I was about 19. I was just, uh, well, let's see. I'd been out of high school a little while ago. I graduated I was 17. So I was about 18, 19. And a kid in town whose parents had some money, they were going to buy him a new car a brand new AMX 401 4-speed. Four oh, yeah. So he wanted to sell his old car. And uh, we made a deal, and I bought his dark green 1968 Dodge Charger RT 440 Magnum 4-speed. Four Whoa. That was not stock. It was. It looked kind of stock, but it was not stock. It was putting that a little over, I think, about 500 horsepower. Oh, my
0: gosh. That's a lot of car for a young man. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And I bought that car and being, you know, at 19 and having that car up there in northern Nevada, out there in the wide open deserts. And back then, there were no speed limits on the highways. It was whatever I safe. I remember, it yeah, burden.
0: yeah, way back in Nevada. Yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah, that, that. <laughs> and I I think the the greatest memory I have of that car was actually with Bill Hera driving out between Carson City and Reno and Washoe Valley. I came up on Bill Hera driving one of his Ferraris. He had the Ferrari dealership. Mm-hmm. And behind him was, his, I guess, like a bodyguard or whatever who drove a an E-Type Jag.
0: Oh, a nice bodyguard car. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I pulled up alongside Bill and kind of downshifted and revved the engine. Of course, it was loud. <laughs> very, <laughs> very loud. Yeah. And he saw me and smiled and waved and then... He decided he wanted to take off. Now, Washoe Valley again had no, it was Highway 395, had no speed limit. Mm-hmm. So he and I decided to have a little race through Washoe Valley.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: At, well, let's just say it was probably in the neighborhood of,
0: Higher I don't speeds. know, 120, <laughs>
1: 130 miles an hour um, that we were out there flying through. Uh, across there and so how uh,
0: was the bodyguard keeping up is he doing okay he didn't he didn't he just let you run <laughs> he,
1: well yeah he just kind of as we got farther away i didn't think he wanted to try to drive with us so he he just got backed off a little bit i from what i understand he got in a little trouble for that but <laughs> yeah
0: keep up dude <laughs> keep up but,
1: no that was that was a fun one
0: wow what a story <laughs> again another unique story for cars yeah here i love that Now about a car that you've let go that you really wish you had back. Is there a sad seller's remorse story in there somewhere?
1: Do You know, there's so many. I have owned more cars than most people have had T-shirts, I think. (laughs) Uh, uh, You know, I had a 62 Alpha little roadster, Mm -hmm. and uh, I was living, uh, again, up in northern Nevada at the time and working up there at Lake Tahoe. And I used to, every day when I got off work, put the top down and drive around the lake just mm, nice. like 50 something miles yeah
0: beautiful drive around
1: the lake yeah listening to the sound of that alpha and the top down and everything that was just that was i missed that car and now you know i bought that for nothing back then oh <laughs> yeah
0: now, you know, yeah now, now they've gone up a little bit so a
1: little bit yeah
0: yeah oh gosh what fun what a great place to be able to drive a car like that you used to ski up at lake tahoe at uh, kirkwood Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I love that place. It was great. And, of course, all the other great places, Heavenly Valley and so forth. But, uh, ah, beautiful part of the world. Well, how about today? What are you working on right now that really has you excited and fired up?
1: Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got rid of some of my cars that I had. I I, I still have a a, um, 95 uh, C4 Corvette, Mm -hmm. um, six-speed. Cool. And I (laughs) – I have – you remember the old uh, GMC front-wheel drive motorhomes from the 70s? Oh,
0: yeah. Are those like the big kind of moon bus-looking things?
1: Uh, You know, have has the pointy front end. If you saw the movie Stripes with Bill Murray. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that green thing that they had that, with the <laughs> yeah. military vehicle.
0: And why are we going down this path? Because
1: I have three of those. <laughs> right oh, now.
0: my God. Three. Okay, why do you have three of those?
1: Well, I bought one as uh, to use as my mobile office. I, I started the business as my as a, um, a casino consultant many years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, helping tribes and other casinos out. And so, since I needed to have a mobile office to travel from town to town and okay, on the and take everything with me that I needed to take with me, I needed a motorhome. And I thought if I'm going to get a motorhome. The only one I'm going to get is a collector one, and that would be a front wheel drive GMC with the tornado engine and, uh, you know, the uh, yeah. tandem axle uh, rear end with the air suspension. <laughs> you that's- are a
0: unique guy, that's for sure.
1: So I bought that one, and then uh, I came down here to Yuma, and uh, somebody had a uh, parts vehicle sitting in there on their property. So I picked that one up for a song and had it towed over to my house to. Scavage parts off of, and then I was looking for some more parts, and a guy over at, uh, uh, near Parker, Arizona, on the Colorado River over there, mm-hmm. he had a 23-foot one, which is a kind of rare one, it's a smaller one, Okay. and he needed to sell it, and so... Um, <laughs> you had just, to buy it. <laughs> I just said, well, you know, this is too nice to just let go, I mean, it was a very, very nice shape. And I really didn't need a second one, but I just, I just had to have it. So. <laughs> so now
0: the new business is Jerry's Motorhome Park. <laughs>
1: just about. Just luckily I've got a couple of acres where I can park my vehicle. Well, I was
0: going to say, how, how do you? What do your neighbors think about this? But if you've got a big piece of ground, then uh, it doesn't really matter. So they can't see you.
1: Yeah, I've got a big pole barn. It's about, uh, oh god, what is it? About thirty five hundred square feet, there and you so go. it holds the motorhomes and cool, cool the cars. And-
0: <laughs> well. Again, another first year, Jerry, with the motorhomes. Holy cow, that's pretty unique for sure. Well, here's a very introspective question for you. If you were a car, what kind of car would Jerry be and why? Hmm. You know, um, I think, I don't think I would
1: pick a particular make. I think I would like to be the car, the very first car of a car nut, a teenage car nut. (laughs) <laughs> because you know that that you'd have a lot of fun experiences with him yeah because they would want to use it all the time and do things with it yeah and they would pamper it i mean they would you know i want to tinker with it i want to make sure it's nice i'm going to take care of it i'm going sure. to wash and wax it because they're a car nut and it's their first one
0: <laughs> well loved
1: and not only that but even after long i'm long gone I'd still be cherished, you know? Uh, Jeez, my first car. Great great
0: memory. Now, that's a very unique answer to that question. That's, I think, the first time I've heard that kind of answer. That's why I like that question so much. It brings out some uh, very interesting responses. Well, Jerry, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's the fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers, and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit, with over 80,000 patterns available. And they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts, and RVs, exteriors from the elements, and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats, and much, much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout. Cars, yeah. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, certified financial planner practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call two five three. 722 plan or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders or 12 or 16 securities through money concepts capital corp member finra Sipic. are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe i can help this is mark green here at cars yeah and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at Mark at com, or connect with me through the Cars yeah! website at carsyeah.com All right, Jerry, we're back and we're entering the last lap and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners... Some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. Okay. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Stay away
1: from rusty cars. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, those those tin worms will get you every time. Oh, boy,
1: it is it has done me well to do uh, that.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I have some friends that just cannot remember that rule in car collecting life <laughs> every time. Huh? Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years?
1: You know, I, I think more than anything, it's, it, it's never stopped searching for knowledge. Uh, I'm a avid reader, uh, you know, anything and everything, mm-hmm. uh, always search something out, something new, yeah. uh, and keep going with it.
0: Great. Speaking of searching things out, how about a resource? Is there a resource you'd like to share with the Carlisle listeners that you found to be really grand and interesting?
1: Well, I think the nice thing that's out there now, you know, especially having to do with cars, is YouTube. There are so many videos on how to repair specialty things, uh, tuning multiple carburetors. Uh, you know, I, I had to redo the gears and motors on my C4 Corvette hidden headlights. hmm and there was a video on YouTube about exactly how to do it. Oh, yeah. And you could see everything. And I was like, oh, okay. That makes, you know, because how many times have you actually had to tear apart a hidden headlight? On, <laughs> oh, on yeah.
0: Something? Hopefully only once in your life. But,
1: uh, uh yeah. But <laughs> yeah.
0: YouTube is absolutely spectacular. I've learned how to do so many things in the garage. I learned how to be a podcaster on YouTube, watching tutorials and how to record shows and, right. uh, you know, how to, um, Write code for my website, build a website. I mean, it's just – uh it's incredible what's out there.
1: Yeah, I think it's the greatest resource out there right now. Yeah, it's
0: very, very cool. Well, how about a book? You mentioned reading. Is there a book you'd like to share with our Cars yeah listeners?
1: I, I, I really can't really pick a favorite. I mean, I really love the stuff by uh, uh Doris Kearns Goodwin. Uh She does a lot of uh things on the presidents, historically. Uh- Okay. Uh, and I I read a lot of historical documents and mm-hmm. books and things. i have a real buff on that. I, I really like her 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 things, but you know, part of that whole thing of growing up the way I did, uh, you know, I was permanently excused from all PE in school, so uh, I always worked in the library. Mhm before the days of computers uh, yeah. for those of you young enough uh, you know the old <laughs> Dewey Decimal I might not know about the cards and a, and a, and what a library is but yeah. and, and my parents moved quite a bit so I went to a lot of different schools so every time I went to a new school I had a whole new library to go through nice so books in general just any book is is worth picking up and reading yeah. uh, because it it has some knowledge you can gain from it, some information, some joy that you might get out of it, even if it's poorly written. You're, at least you'll learn how not to write a book.
0: <laughs> there you <laughs> go. You know? you know, I always encourage people to go to their libraries. We use our library all the time. My wife gets electronically transferred books to her Kindle from our library. Mm-hmm. We get all our movies there. In the libraries these days, are just awesome, and I'm just always surprised that more people don't use their library. We pay for it through our taxes, so go there, use it. It's just a wonderful place, and they're not like they used to be. They're just, there's all sorts of new things going on there, so I'm glad oh, yeah. yeah, glad you mentioned that. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources Jerry shared at his very own show notes page at CarsYeah.com slash Jerry Elaine. His last name is L-A-N-E, just like a lane down the road. That's easy to remember. Yeah. <laughs> and there's another great place on the Garja yeah! website called Guest Recommended Books where the author of the Jerry recommended and all the past 615 guest books are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. Pick up a book. All right. We are up to the checkered flag, Jerry. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, it's not something you can sell to buy a bunch more toys with. You're going to have to keep it and drive it and enjoy it, tinker with it. But money is no object, so I'll buy you anything you'd like. What would that vehicle be? Sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> if only that were true. <laughs> I'll do my best.
1: Uh, you know, uh, as as I said
0: earlier, I, I am such a
1: car fanatic, and I and I, I think so many vehicles are, are really, truly works of art. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is hard to choose, but I think the one that I would really go for mm-hmm. is the – 1967 e-type roadster Mm. beautiful car uh, beautiful sounds nothing like the sound of that six cylinder at the top down roaring down a winding country lane um yeah yeah that is just i've driven many of them over the years and and the feeling you get when you sit in that car and you start it and you you drive it and the smells and sounds and yeah. Everything. It, it's, it's, it is an amazing experience. So I, I think I would have to settle for that one.
0: <laughs> and they're a work of art. I mean, the Jaguar is so beautiful. The E-Type is just one of those cars that when it came out, everybody just went, whoa, what is that? And that's the car. My listeners have heard this many times. The car that started for me. My dad back in the early sixties bought me my first matchbox by Lesney and it was a red Jaguar E-Type. It wasn't the Roadster. They didn't make the Roadster. They had the hardtop, but still. And it still sits here on my desk today. I'm looking at it right now. There you go. Yeah, beautiful cars. And when I was a kid uh, in high school, detailing cars, I had a client that had one that he would let me ride my bike down to his house and drive it back to my house. It had the V12 in it. It was a convertible, and uh, I just felt like a king driving that thing. Well, you know
1: that long hood, the smell of the leather in there, and and especially the older ones, the smell of the gasoline.
0: Yeah, (laughs) well, and those wire wheels. I remember how how hard those were to clean. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, back in the day. But, well, you picked a beautiful car. What color would you like? Mm. Oh.
1: You know, now that's a tough one because I don't think there's an ugly color for that car. No, card. there's not. Um, no. You know, everybody goes for red with that one. Uh, British racing, racing green is gorgeous on it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: They're beautiful in black. I've seen them in black, kind of a, right? kind of a metallic bronze color. That's just you know, the one I
1: really like is that silver blue. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: That's 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 a that's, uh, that's a. That's a striking color for that car. All
0: right. I'll go find you one of those. It's going to be an expensive one today, but that's okay, Jerry. You're worth it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be expecting the delivery truck any day. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You keep your eyes open. Jerry, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Car Show listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you head off down the road in that E-Type Jaguar?
1: Oh, you know, I I think, uh, I think the biggest thing is, uh, you know, just basically don't try, don't defeat yourself before you even try. Mm. You know, <laughs> uh, you've gone on to a different career or I'm trying something new too. And it is so easy to say, geez, I'm not good enough or mm-hmm. what if I fail or somebody else tells you you're not going to be successful at something. That, and too often we, we tend to hesitate yes. and not. Do things because we're afraid, Hmm. and and I think if we can break through that, and just you know take the shot, see see if it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But at least you took the chance.
0: Yeah, you know you you make a, a wonderful, wonderful point. There's a great saying I remember: you can fail at what you don't want, so you might as well take a chance and do what you love. Yep, and that comes to mind when you give that. Very wise offering to the listeners out there. Take a chance. Try something new. Learn something new. should woulda, coulda is no way to go through life. That's for sure. Yeah, we've all done it, though. We've yeah. all done that. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> listeners, you can find links to everything Jerry shared, again, here on his show notes page at com. Just type Jerry in the search bar, and that page will pop right up. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you? Well, you know, I do have a website, or we're getting ready to
1: redo it here, but it, it's the old one's still up. It's uh, two lane art dot com. It's the number two. Okay, don't, I, don't type out two, mm-hmm. but two l a n e a r t dot com. That has a little bit about me. It has uh, a gallery of my work, and you know, as I go to different shows. And I'm not going to do a lot. I think I may do one back in Florida here. We'll see. So I've got another one that may be coming up here in another couple of months. So I'll post those on there too.
0: All right, great. When well, we'll look for that uh, revamp of the website as well. But in the meantime, uh, you can find Jerry's links to his uh, website on his show notes page at carsyat.com. Jerry, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road.
1: Thanks, Mark. I really enjoyed being here today. Um, it was fun. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to Carsia.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun.
0: Download your free copy of Filler Up